That's popped up. Shallow center field. Correa is out, calling everyone off. He's there, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. Now, the Houston Astros are 2017 American League West champions. Another Astros podcast. Okay, good afternoon, everyone. We're going to get started with AJ Hinch. Tags. I knew you'd have the first one, Tags. Do you have any uh, roster clarity you can tell us on any decisions that have been made? And if not, when you will set the roster? So we're going to set the roster tomorrow. Uh, the, the conversations are ongoing. We've, we've sort of um, slowly gone through this process. Six guys yesterday were, you know, we, I announced yesterday they weren't going to be on the roster. We have a couple more today. James Hoyt and Michael Feliz will stay with us and work out, but they're not going to be uh, on the playoff roster. So. Slowly but surely, I'm getting through the conversations with the players. I'm being very diligent with making sure we have everything covered before we finalize things. But we still haven't decided between 14 and 13 position players. We haven't decided um, entirely on on the roles of some of the starters, and and I haven't had conversations with every veteran guy that's still in the in the in the clubhouse. So uh, we don't have to set it till tomorrow, so we won't. Um, and 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 obviously today will be a big day of conversations for me. Starters or guys who started for you during the season who you expect to have in the bullpen tomorrow? Yeah, no, I think there's going to be at least one uh, or two guys in the bullpen, uh, maybe three. And, and to be honest with you, we've only named game one and game two for a reason. I can see all hands on deck being the, the philosophy going into game one and two. So I, they're all available. So, you know, what we choose to do or not do, we'll have set before the game as, as to who would will have their spikes on, who would be down in the bullpen, who who's conceivably available. Um, but, but right now, we're really just concerned about game one and then obviously game two before the day off. So uh, I could see a number of starters being down there and being available. And you talked yesterday about you know, Verlander, sure. the way he's fit in, the way he carries himself. Sorry. The way he carries himself. How, how, does, how does your team's faith in him change the way you approach this series and the way they go into game one of this series? Well, I don't think it changes anything because if I didn't hand it to him, I was going to hand it to Keuchel. And this team's pretty confident with Keuchel on the mound, uh, specifically in this ballpark. Um, so it doesn't change change a lot. I think what he's added to our team is very obvious. I mean, there's a presence to him. There's a there's a teammate component to him. Uh, there's a a professional excellence to him that in every facet that you would ask out of a teammate, out of a uh, guy in the clubhouse, and then ultimately performance on the field, which is which is why we acquired him. So um, what he's done in his short time here is established himself as very much a part of what we're doing but not entirely what we're doing. I think there are a number of stories on our team that, um, that are worth sharing and worth talking about, and, and the guys should get all the attention that they can. Verlander being at the top of that, uh, coming over at the right time, performing at an elite level, um, and then obviously coming in with the credentials of the, of the playoff experience, I think our guys you know, feel like we're going to win when he pitches. Richard? What are the factors you're going to weigh in deciding what to do with McCullers? And do you think he could be a kind of a super weapon like you know, Andrew, like prize, even though he's no, it's never called the Andrew Miller role. I've heard it like a hundred times in the last, in the last never, month. I've <laughs> never pitched him really. Yeah, no, I, so Lance is a, is a very talented pitcher and he has weapons and the, the league knows it. Uh, our team knows it and, and Lance knows it. So I, I think he, he could very, very much pitch in, in a variety of roles um, and, and in start, including starting. So, you know, the, I love the ascent of all of, of, of the, 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 the thoughts that these guys can, can all be in this Andrew Miller role, who he made it famous and it carried him all the way to the World Series. Um, and we saw last night with the, with the wild card game how crazy it can get when guys are pitching 
in these moments. And it's going to take somebody to step up and be, you know, superhuman to, to get to the World Series. It happens for every team that gets there. So who are guys going to be? Is it going to be Lance? Does it become, you know, Davinsky, Musgrove, um, McHugh, Morton, Peacock? Like, I, I have no idea. I don't care who it is. I care that somebody steps up and, and, and outperforms expectations in a role that they're not used to. Lance has every bit the weapon to, 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 to get as many outs as he can. He's pitched in a playoff game before. Where we deem that the most important and what outs we think that's going to be most important is going to be discussed over the next couple of days or next, next day, uh, communicated to him, and then, and then we'll, I'll put him in there. What do you think about the turnaround that Peacock has made this year, and what, is, what has he meant to your team? Yeah, he's, he's quietly one of the unsung heroes because, well, first off, he doesn't speak a ton. Uh, he's not a, he doesn't talk a lot. He's, his presence is – he blends into what we're doing. But anything we asked him to do, he stepped up and, and did. Not only did he do it, he did it well. And, and I think our team rallied around that uh, excellent performance and really believes in him. So I, I think his uh, ability to pitch into multiple roles was key. Um, but, but that stretch where he started for us and he continues to start for us is going to be uh, what the storyline is about Brad Peacock. He came in and, 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 and pitched extraordinarily well out of, the, out of the rotation when our rotation was thin. You know, when you, when you talk about a 101-win team, it seems glorious and it seems easy and it, it feels like we had this exceptional season. And at one point we had all five starters on the DL. At one point we, we were really stretching our bullpen a lot because our starters weren't going deep into games. Brad Peacock was the consistent theme that he won a lot of games. He, stru- he struck out a lot of guys. Uh, he pitched in a couple different roles. But that, that, starting, that starting group in the middle of the season when Brad Peacock was stabilizing everything is why we were able to right the ship when things started to, to, to wobble a little bit. Right here in the front. AJ, at this point of the year, what is a Carlos Beltran? What's his value to you guys moving forward and also what he's done all year? Yeah, so Beltran is, is very key uh, because of his presence and because of the influence he has on, uh, on our players, the attention to detail that it takes to, to play in the playoffs. The, 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 the room temperature gauge is very important in the clubhouse during the most exciting times. And, and a guy like Beltran, uh, we'll keep things very even keel. We'll keep keep things in perspective, uh, but we're going to need a big a bat out of him. You know, we can talk all about you know interacting with his teammates and being a presence and and being the forty something that he is in the clubhouse. You know, I'm I'm also going to find a spot for him, and he's going to come up big given that that consistency that he's brought in the playoffs over his career. So the the bat is what I'm more concerned about. Our team will be fine emotionally. We'll be fine behind the scenes. We have a very, very high standards of what we expect out of ourselves. Uh, so Beltran's going to offer that, but he's offer, also going to give a good, especially left-handed at bat, against some tough right-handed pitching across the way, uh, and I expect him to come up big. Mark? AJ, do you have anything, do you have anything further yet on Josh Reddick? Uh, no. I mean, I've, I spoke to him. He's going to go through the workout. So I think the key for us is going to be this workout. He worked out yesterday, came out feeling great, no symptoms today up to this point, but having an update on what his role would be, his availability, he's going he's gonna to come after tonight uh, when he goes through a more rigorous program on the field. Kevin? AJ, just what has Alex Cora meant to you, too? Is mm-hmm. it just a, you know, I've known him for a long time as a player and a coach and what he brings to the team. Yeah, so his first, you know, his first year coaching has gone well, uh, given his ability to connect with players and given his, his baseball intellect. He's, he's very sharp. Um, sees the game in, in an extraordinarily deep way, um, has, has really connected well with players in our clubhouse and spent a lot of time developing relationships and being a, 
uh, the bench coach liaison to the to the clubhouse that that I asked him to be. Um, and I think he's grown, and I think that's key because it's, it's not easy to just you know, no matter how long your career is, to jump into a coaching role. Like, trust me, I, I know how how things can go when you jump right into a job. Um, it's it's not easy, and so for him to be able to to to, to learn, to grow, to evolve, become a better coach, uh, continue to to, to be a, a learner of the game, uh, that those are characteristics as why he is you know a hot name in every opening that's coming up so far this off season or this postseason, and, and why one day he's going to manage whether it's now or, or later. AJ, you guys made obviously a lot of veteran additions mm-hmm. in the offseason. There were great, great expectations for this offense, but statistically you guys kind of superseded that. Are you surprised at all at how well you guys perform offensively from start to finish? Uh, no, I'm not, not necessarily surprised as much as I am pleased because of the work that went in for some guys to, to, to get better. You know, Marwin Gonzalez is the, is the guy we talk about all the time as an example of someone taking information, working, working off that information, and – and utilizing it in the game and becoming a better offensive player. You know, watching Bregman grow uh, into a bona fide big leaguer, watching Gurriel get more comfortable uh, in this country and, and at this level, all contributed to this performance. We expected out of Altuve, 200 hits, you know, we expect it. Unfortunately, it's, that's not fair to him, but that's what, what's expected. Carlos Correa comes off the DL and got hot at the right time. His numbers are great. George Springer took a step forward. Our hitting coaches, Dave Hudgens and Alonzo Powell, did a really, really good job you know, individualizing the offensive game plan for these guys. Um, but the, and the players have done it. And I, I think for us, having as deep a lineup as we've had, talking Brian McCann that it's cool to hit eighth or ninth, um, you know, was a challenge given, the, given how, how he's used to hitting in the middle of the order. He's on board. It didn't, didn't matter to him. Um, there's a lot of different things in there that, that made this offense click. Uh, and to do it for six months and, and, and do it relatively consistently and obviously at the end of the season lead – in a lot of different categories is um, it's part of what makes us a good team. Standing up on the right. AJ, how do you view the Red Sox, their strengths and weaknesses, and then talk about Chris Sale? Well, I'm not going to give you too much on what I think about the Red Sox. We've got five games to beat them. So, um, you know, I, they're a good team. They, they, didn't, they didn't sneak up on anybody either. They, they've, uh, we've known since day one that they were going to be a good team. They went out and, and, and did it. Um, they offer a lot of challenges. They can shorten the game with their pen. They can, um, you know, they have a lot of guys in, in the rotation that have pitched well. They got some tough outs. So, I mean, their 90-plus win team is, is, is very much, uh, you know, what they look like, and, and they're going to be a tough challenge for us, and it starts with Chris Sale. So, um, you know, if they wanted to skip Sale in this series, that would have been fine too. They skipped him last series. They didn't do it, so we'll get our, our taste of him, uh, you know, this series. But he's, he's elite. Uh, premier left-handed pitcher in, in baseball. You know, when you talk about guys like Kershaw and Keuchel and and him and guys that have hardware, it's um, he's a tough challenge. And, and seeing him in game one and depending on how far the series goes, we're probably going to see him again if, if the series goes deep. So we got we got to sort out the, the game plan against him and try to get him early because when he settles in and he gets a swing and miss and he gets his little his mojo going, he's, he's as tough as anybody in baseball. Pete in the back. AJ, was there anything about the four games at Fenway that you learned about them that you wouldn't have otherwise learned from video or a scouting report? A little bit, just because of the pressure that they were under uh, in that four-game series. They, you know, they obviously we were in a different set of pressure. We wanted to win, get the best record. We failed by game, but but they were still trying to close out the AL East, and so you know, having having them have to play their guys a little bit. Uh, and, and the first couple games of that series was 
pretty normal. I mean, it was competing. It was high intense atmosphere. The fans were going crazy. The the atmosphere felt like extra playoff games for all the right reasons. So I, I think we learned a little bit about their team, just more familiar recent, you know, kind of recent memory familiarity. I don't, strategy wise, I, you know, they, they weren't going to, David Price is not going to sneak up on us. Craig Kimbrell closing games isn't going to sneak up on us. Um, we haven't seen their roster yet as to what they're going to do, but um, we knew going in, Bogarts can hit, but Betts can hit. You know, Moreland's got power. He hit a homer. Uh, ben Attendee's an inch, you know, obviously an interesting player. That wasn't anything that new. Seeing it in action and, and formalizing a little bit of a game plan is, um, is probably the advantage of having the four games. But they get that for us, too. So we, play, we played our guys the first few days, too. Uh, two years ago, Correa, first playoffs, he hits the two home runs in game four, ends up making an error. Um, he kind of had to wear that for a while. How do you think he grew and, and learned yeah, from I've been that? wearing it for three years. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought I was going to go this whole session without talking about game four in 2015. Um, you know, the, Correa has grown, you know, grown well. He, he's, he's so driven to be great, and, and most of the great ones are. I mean, it's, it's how they're built and how, how they co- go about it. But... Um, I love how he takes it personal when people challenge him about playing shortstop, and I, and I love how personal he takes it in being in the middle of the order and wanting to be the most productive hitter on the team. Now, we surrounded him with the guys like George Springer and, and, and Jose Altuve, so it's hard to, to say he's always going to be the most productive given the amount of talent we have, but um, he, he's such a mature man for his age and, and all that's thrown to him. I, I think one of, the, um, one of the qualities about Carlos Correa that, that, that people – um, don't know about or don't appreciate enough is is just how driven he is. He he's, you know, he was in Fenway. He was talking to me about things he needs to work on this off season in order to get better for next season. Like the things that you wouldn't imagine, you know, a guy in his early twenties who's having success and feels like he has the sport, you know, in the palm of his hand. He's continuing to try to get better. So he's elite. He he's he wants to be great. He rises up at these moments. And and if you look back at his big hits in his short career. He's got a lot of walk-offs. He's got a lot of big home runs, uh, some of which were in the 2015 playoffs. And, and there's a lot of guys in that room that aren't going to be spooked by, uh, by this room or this magnitude of these games, and he's going to be right at the front of that. Time for one more if there is. A lot of pressure. Make it a good one. I'm sure you like it. Brian brought it up. So how much does that series in, uh, against Kansas City kind of – In 15? How much did that stick with you, and how much does it motivate you going into this? I thought I was over it till today when you guys made me talk about it. Now it's back. Um, no, I, it was a great experience for our young guys, and, and, and that was the first – our first arrival. That was the first time we were really uh, in some ways respected again in the game, that we had good players and good talent, and we won games, and we celebrated a couple times. We went to Yankee Stadium, and – and, and won the wild card game. Those were all great memories for those guys, for guys that, like Jose who came through the lean years that where we were losing uh, and came out of it you know, now feeling like a winner. Carlos Correa's first year, Lance McCullers' first year, Dallas Keuchel's breakout year. Those, that all experience all goes with them. Uh, and I think it made us you know, a little hungrier to get back and, and, get, and get to this point again where you're playing with only a couple teams' names on the scoreboard. There's only a few teams left. And you got to be good to be to be in this position, and and our players that played in '15 certainly talk about it. We add some veterans, guys like Reddick, guys like Beltron, McCann that have a lot of playoff experience, and Verlander. And you're gonna you're gonna find a team that's expected to be here, that that wants to be here, and I, and I think that flourishes here. All first, right. First question for Justin. 
Justin, when you approved the trade, you obviously knew the Astros were in the playoffs, but just to be here again at age 34, have another chance to, to get that World Series ring that's eluded you, what does this be to you to have this shot right now? Uh, it means a lot. I mean, uh, this is what we play the game for. And, um, I mean, this is bringing back some fond memories just being here and doing the interview room. You know, it's uh, – uh, it's there's a buzz there's an excitement uh, even in the locker room you know you just sense it and feel it so you know the October baseball is uh, is is what we you know play the grind for and what we play six months for and not even that you know yeah I started working out in in November of last year so you know that's all to be prepared for this and so um, to have the opportunity to once again be in the playoffs um, I, I I could say I, I don't take it for granted anymore it seemed easy for a while um, with the with the Tigers organization, especially going my first year to the World Series, um, you know. So uh, I, I appreciate every step of the way now, even more. I think. As as someone with a lot of playoff experience, how valuable do you think that experience in the postseason is going into this series? Um, you know, I definitely think there is some value in it. Um, you know, I, I think just more along the lines of knowing what to expect. I don't think it's going to help calm my nerves or or, or uh, give me an edge in that way. But uh, knowing uh, what I'm going to deal with um, uh, going into the start, um, how I'm going to feel uh, during the start, um, you know, how much more emphasis and stress is put on every single pitch, you know, knowing those things I think helps prepare me better. Justin, when you look back at all the postseason runs with Detroit, Obviously, there's so many factors. Some of it's luck. Some of it's you know great talent on and on. Are, were there any defining things though that the certain teams that were able to advance the farthest had it outside of just just pure talent? Whether it was chemistry, whether you know any of those things that can separate teams in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, chemistry is one of the things. You know, uh, but I mean, chemistry, chemistry comes with winning. You know, it always helps. Um, I, I think the ability to do the little things uh, that I saw almost from day one when I got here, uh, the ability to score runs uh, in non-conventional fashion, um, take the extra base when need be, be aggressive, um, play great defense, uh, be able to shut down the late innings, you know, all those things I, I think are extremely important. You know, I think throughout my postseason career, I, I, I've been on multiple teams that, that has different weaknesses, and they, they get exposed more in the playoffs. That's just kind of the, the nature of it. So... Um, this is one of the most uh, fundament, fundamentally sound, like top to bottom um, ball clubs I've been a part of, and I think that gives you a great chance to win. I, I've, I've always said it: uh, pitching and defense is of the utmost importance in the playoffs. I think the the addition of being able to uh, score the score the runs that you're not necessarily supposed to score, um, if you can steal a base or steal a run, that plays huge. Right here in the front, there's a mic there. about the honor of being game one starter being the new guy on the team but they have so much faith in you <laughs> yeah it's a it's a great honor you know I I didn't really know what to expect I had no assumptions whatsoever coming over here I know Dallas has been great um, I know a lot of their starters have been great um, you know and, and you just don't know how the the season's going to shake out either falling down the last few days um, you don't take anything for granted but um, once we kind of saw how things were going to shake out and uh uh, AJ gave me the uh, the information that I was going to be going number one. Um, uh, it's always an honor. You know, I, I think I've been lucky to be part of some uh, pretty great pitching staffs where 
you know, anybody can go number one uh, the first game and you don't feel uh, like your team's any different than if the other guy goes number one. So and I think that's a situation that we have here and it's a, it's a great situation to be in because even though you're going game one, the weight of the world doesn't fall on your shoulders to have to win that game. You know the guy behind you is just as good and the guy behind him. So, um, you know, it's a good situation to be a part of. Justin, standing up on the right. Justin, how do you view the Red Sox lineup and what, do, what will be some of the keys in pitching to them? Uh, you know, I, I think they have a they have a very talented lineup from top to bottom. Uh, you're gonna have to be I'm gonna have to be on my toes the whole the whole game. Uh, however long I'm out there, you just kind of uh, I don't know. Just go out there and make your pitches. You know, that's what that's what it comes down to as a starting pitcher. You got to make your pitches, and uh, in the playoffs, it's a little bit different, I think, than in in uh, certain regular season games where you really kind of focus on getting as deep as possible into the game. Uh, in these games, it's it's stay out there as long as you can without preventing with, without letting up runs. Um, whether it's five, six, or nine, um, uh, I think the runs are of utmost importance. But this lineup uh, presents a lot of uh, difficulties. Um, they they don't strike out a lot. They put the bat on the ball. Um, any of them can do damage any time. They can all run well. Most of them can run well. Um, you know, they're they're here for a reason and. Uh, you know, I, good pitching beats good hitting, though, and I just need to focus on making my pitches and hopefully uh, come out successful. Mark. Justin, you're ready to make an impact on Houston outside of baseball. Can you talk about that with your Wins for Warriors program? Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm really excited to announce um, the start of the, uh, sorry, <coughs> Houston, uh, the Harvey Patriot uh, Grant Foundation um, through wins for warriors which i launched a few years ago you know when i got here um, to houston I, I immediately saw the resiliency of this city and and wanted to help obviously i came in right after the hurricane and wanted to find the best way that i could give back so uh, i am donating personally a hundred thousand um, dollars to start this grant um, the astros foundation is very generously matching that donation um, i am also at the end of the playoffs, going to uh, give my playoff share and donate that as well. Um, but the, the point of this is to help. Uh, I, my foundation initially was to help veterans and their families, and there's a huge presence of that here in Houston. And um, so that's what we're going to be focusing on uh, is, uh, is giving back to those families in need. Um, like I said, it's a grant that can be applied for. Um, you know, and I think the way that this country has rallied around Houston uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's going to be something special if we can win a World Series. And to have, have the country rally around Houston and go hand in hand and give back and help the families that need it is of the utmost importance. Um, you can donate in multiple ways. Um, you, can, you can do a one-time donation. Um, or you can donate per win, which is what I think is important. We're trying to win a World Series here, and that's 11 wins. So anybody can go to winsforwarriors.org. Uh, again, it's winsforwarriors.org, and uh, pledge a donation. Um, there's a lot of families that need a lot of help, and um, I, I've been doing a lot of research since I got here and making sure that, um, that the way I want to give back is executed properly and helping the people that really need it. And I, I think we've really, we've really nailed this. And to have the Astros, again, um, match my donation means the world to me. You know, I haven't been here that long. And um, for them to show that type of support, 
uh, it really means a lot. And this is all about helping. So I really urge people to to go to the website, winsforwarriors.org. Again, learn more. Donate if you can. Um, donate per win. Uh, it's going to go to the right families, and it's going to go to people that really need it. Ian? Uh, Justin, you've been in the same division with Chris Sale most of your career. Uh, can you just reflect on some of the battles you've had with him over the years and if that kind of helps you prepare uh, for what you're going to see tomorrow? Um, yeah, man, it's been, it's been a lot. We've faced off a lot of times. Uh, you know what type of matchup it's going to be. Um, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be a grind. It's kind of like the first person to blink, you know. Um, and uh, uh, I, as a starting pitcher, you know, you love those battles. But on the, you know, on, in the regular season, on the, uh, you kind of see who you're going up against. It's kind of like, all right, you know, all right, let's strap it on and go because you know it's going to be that type of battle. He's uh, he's a fierce competitor. Uh, I've always enjoyed watching him pitch. Um, um, but uh, hopefully this time, uh, I'm not rooting for him so much but uh it, it should be a fun game uh, this is what you dream of as a kid uh coming up you know you want to face the best and uh he's one of the best in the game right now and so uh, it'll be a lot of fun On the right side. justin it seems like your transition to houston and to, into the clubhouse has been pretty seamless what do you think was the biggest key to allowing you to fit in so well so quickly um I don't know. Uh, I, I guess the guys, uh, the this organization, um, everybody made the transition as seamless as possible from making myself comfortable, uh, finding a place to live uh, in the short term. Um, and, you know, the, the ownership uh, helped in so many different ways. Uh, the clubhouse, uh, the guys made it seem easy, um, made me feel like I fit in right away. And, uh, you know, I, other than that, I mean, it's just I, I think it helped that we started on the road. Uh, when I first got here, we had like two games at home and then we were on the road. Uh, I'm used to those same hotels. I'm used to those same clubhouses that that didn't feel so different. Um, just the guys. And I think that gave me an opportunity to kind of get to know the guys in the clubhouse a little bit more and not. You know, like if we were here at home, I would have had to worry about finding a place to live and moving in and doing all that. But on the road. It was just kind of a road trip as usual and, and get a chance to go out to some dinners and hang out with some guys and uh, get to the ballpark early and talk to everybody and just kind of uh, feel included. Thanks very much, Justin. Cool. <clears throat> Thank you. Jose Altuve you. and Carlos Correa will be in shortly. I mean, I just want to go at that and try to do the same thing. You know, to be honest with you, <clears throat> I already forgot about my batting title. This is, this is a, a new season for me. You know, five-game series, we're going to do everything we can to be uh, – to beat the, the Rexos, to play a good baseball, and you know, we know we have the team to do it. Who else? Right here on the right. Hey, Carlos, you guys obviously have been exceptional offensively all season. When you look back at not only the, the additions of the veterans on the team, but the maturation of some of the younger players, what's your take on why you guys have been so very good? Uh, I think that was huge for us. You know, uh, Last year we had a young team with a lot of talent, but that leadership for, from, from a veteran guy we didn't have. And, you know, this year with McCann, Beltran, Reddick showing up, besides their baseball skills, they were great guys in the clubhouse, and they taught us so much about the game, things that we didn't even know about. So that veteran leadership, I think, helped us a lot, and I think all of them have been, have been playing a great role in our team and our success. Yeah, in the back on the left. Oh, Ian. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jose, just uh, kind of playing the same position as Pedroia. Uh, yeah, what, what do you respect most about his game and how much do you like uh, playing against him? 
I think the way he plays, you know, he goes out there and plays 100% every single game. He, he never take it for granted. He dive, he, he slide, he, he, he does everything the right way. And, you know, he's been in the league longer than me. And when I was in the minor league, he, he was one of my uh, favorite players. He still is, and, and, and he knows that. And, you know, to, to play the same position that uh, Dustin Pedroia, you know, former MVP, uh, World Series, Everything he has accomplished, I feel really proud to be like that in the same game and playing against him. Right here in the front. Really, for both of you guys, how would you describe just uh, Josh Reddick, his personality, his free spirit to people who don't know him? How would you describe him? I think he's he's a funny guy in the in the clubhouse. He makes everybody laugh uh, around him. Uh, he's just outgoing. He says whatever he. He has on his heart. He's gonna tell you things straightforward. Uh, I think he's a he's a he's a good leader as well. But the way we the 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 way we see him and why we respect him the most is because he plays every single day, at 100 percent. He gives everything for his team, and you know he obviously loves his teammates. So he's he goes out there every single day and competes. Jose, in Spanish, what represents this title of bateo here? Ese título de bateo y qué tan cómodo se siente el equipo jugando con Justin Verlander como abridor para este primer juego. ¿Sabe? Empezando con Justin, este, de verdad el día que lo cambiaron me sentí muy contento y creo que este, el equipo estaba bueno antes de él, pero después que lo cambiamos, él, él trajo como que ese extra, ¿sabe? Y la manera que ha estado pichando los últimos cinco juegos para nosotros, de verdad, increíble y yo de verdad estoy muy contento de tenerlo en mi equipo. Y el barintarlo, ¿sabes? Te tienes que sentir contento. Es como una, una meta personal. Es algo que, que de verdad has trabajado para eso, pero como dije anteriormente, ya me olvidé de eso porque ahora viene lo mejor de la temporada. Eh, rapidito, desde que volviste de tu lesión has estado encendido. ¿A qué atribuyes tú esto? ¿Y qué aprendiste de tu última experiencia en Playoffs en el 2015? Sí, claro, este, la lesión fue algo que, que fue de mucho aprendizaje para mí. Gracias a Dios pude recuperarme y, y volver con el equipo. Creo que en el 2015 la experiencia que adquirimos todos en, en, en esa serie eh, fue una que nos va a ayudar eh, en gran manera para, para este año. Obviamente éramos mucho más jóvenes, eh, con menos experiencia. Nunca habíamos estado en unos Playoffs, pero ya, ya pasamos por ese proceso y estamos preparados para eh, cumplir las nuevas metas que tenemos. On the right side here. Carlos, um, how much do you feel like you've grown from the first time you were in the playoffs until now? I think I've grown so much. Uh, uh, I think mentally uh, and, and, and the experience I've acquired playing uh, every single day for the last uh, two years and a half. Uh, having guys in the clubhouse like Beltran has helped me a lot as well. Uh, I talk baseball with him most of the time. And just watching Jose play every single day and the way he goes out his business, the biggest thing I've learned from him is uh, you got two hits in your first two at-bats, you got to have three, four hits that day. You can just be pleased with having two, two hits that day. So uh, that drives me every single day, the way he goes. He has four hits, and he's like, Carlos, I've never had a five-hit game before. Let me, let me try to get the fifth hit. You know, he's always striving for more, and that's what I've learned from him that makes me better every single day. Right here in the front on the left. You guys kind of dovetail on that. How do you use that experience that you had in 2015, the disappointment of that series loss? You had them down, let it slip away. Well, I mean, they played well to get it, to give it their credit. But how do you use that experience? Both of you guys answers this uh, to motivate you this time around. You want to make sure you get the job done. I think uh, the difference between this one and 2015 was now we know how it feels to be there in a playoff game. You know, most of the guys inside the clubhouse in 2015, uh, they were 
the first playoff. So now we, we have an idea what is, what is going on like that in a playoff game. And, you know, we're trying to take, you know, everything like the, the things that we did good, the things like we didn't do good and, you know, make it better and, and try to, you know, in the end of the day, it's another game. Uh, we just have to, to pretend we're playing another game, try to, you know, five game series. We have to play the same baseball. We've been playing this year long, which was a, a really good baseball. We have guys like Carlos Beltran and, and McCann that they brought the leadership. Now, uh, Berlander, he's, he's starting the first game for us. So that gives you a little confidence to go out there and, and play the game. Like, Yeah, like, like, like he said, we know what to expect now. Um, he's coming on his best season yet. I'm coming off my best season yet. And then we have a way better team than 2015. So our confidence is in an optimum level, and we're ready to go out there and compete. Uh, Jose, you've been with this team since 11, and you know went through all the losses, and you make the playoffs in 15. But you, you, you guys didn't make it last year, and there's that feeling of disappointment, and you want to get back. How, how much does the, just making the World Series, taking this franchise to the next step, stick in your mind because this as you said this is the best team you guys have ever had you know you said it like i'm coming from a team that lost 100 games in a row three years three straight years so <clears throat> we made the playoff in 2015 we didn't make it last year and after last year we were a little uncomfortable because you know we were watching uh, the playoff game from home and you know we were like okay we're good enough to to be in the playoff we show up this year we did it again and you know I'm, I'm really happy and excited about tomorrow, and I, I trust in my guys. I, I feel really happy because we have a lot of talent and a lot of guys with big, big heart like that, and I know we're going to make it happen. Time for one more, if anyone's got one. David? This is for both of you. Um, Carlos, in the past, you've talked about, you've talked about your relationship with Jose as being like brothers. Uh, can both of you talk about how in sync you are on the field and the friendship you have off the field? Yeah, I think, I think every single year our friendship grows uh, even more. Uh, inside the field, obviously, you guys can see everything that happens there. You know, turning double plays, having good times. Every time he's a home run or I hit a home run, you know, we're like brothers in there. But off the field as well, the relationship is great. You know, we watch boxing fights together on Saturdays, UFC fights together on Saturdays. We go grab dinner every once in a while, especially when we're on the road. So we fight too. We fight a lot. You know, I show you we fought two days ago on the plane. Yeah. And then five minutes later, I'm like, that's why I love you because we fight. And then five minutes later, we talk like nothing happened. So you know, we we a little bit of everything you can see, but you know, the relationship keeps growing. Thank you, guys. Hopefully, hopefully Jim can sign in for 10 more years to his team so I can play with him for a long time. <laughs> this has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network.